It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's something we hope you'll really like. He's colossal, stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. This is our Signal Storm podcast. What's up is down, what's down is up. Uh, the socialists have done a number on this country, my friends. They really have. The headlines are incredibly disturbing out there. Let me give you one from uh, the last week or so. High school phys ed teacher and father of six put on disciplinary leave for not allowing 14-year-old girl into boys' locker room. What? Cody Hiller is a physical education teacher at a high school in southern Illinois, north of Marion, Last week, he was suspended for refusing to follow orders and allow a girl to change clothes in the boys' locker room. Last week, Mr. Hiller, a physical education teacher of 14 years at West Frankfurt High School in Illinois, refused to follow orders and let a girl into the boys' locker room. Mr. Hiller was removed and put on disciplinary leave because he wouldn't allow improper things to happen inside of of a school. Uh, on this altar of of wokeism, of this transgenderism. Hey, if you identify as a boy that day, guess what? You get to go change in the boys' locker room. Seriously? And then there's this from the blaze. Again, this happened uh, last week. Violence. Violence against conservatives. Leftist militants attack conservative students and use terror tactics to shut down Turning Point USA event at UC Davis. UC Davis is out there in California. Turning Point USA event was shut down Tuesday evening after multiple attacks by leftist militants on attendees. They were answered not by the UC Davis police, who were kept from intervening, but a handful of counter-protesters ready to fight. A night with MAGA Hulk, UC Davis student chapter of Turning Point USA organized an event for October 25th, set to feature conservative speaker Stephen Davis, the host of the podcast Smash with MAGA Hulk, chapter vice president of UC Davis, Talking Point USA, uh, Luke Schultz, noted that Stephen Davis is an African-American gentleman who does not believe in systemic racism. He's black, my friends, and he was going to go speak. But guess what? The leftists shut him down because he was talking Uh, in behalf of, or on behalf of, Talking Points USA. So they circulated uh, leaflets 
around the campus saying, uh, stand up to hate. So all these white liberal leftists showed up to protest and get violent to stop a black man from speaking on UC Davis's campus. And as promised, they got violent. But as you heard, the police were not allowed to intervene. Reading from a Blaze article, University also reportedly informed the Talking Points USA campus chapter that UC Davis police would be present at the event and they would intervene if protests turned violent. However, when leftist protesters began using barriers as battering rams and pepper pepper spraying young women, the campus police said to have been on site did not take action or deploy into the crowd. University telling KCRA3 that officers had been on standby when the fighting broke out, but did not act because the situation de-escalated on its own, eliminating the need for police to engage. But is that what happened? Here's some video, some salty language you might be able to pick up in the background, but this is what happened at UC Davis. This is what happens, CTP USA events. We can't even come out here and support freedom of speech. <laughs> Fucking destroyed my phone. Oh. This young girl was, was maced outside of a UC Davis event here at the MAGA Hulk event, the Stephen Davis. destroyed my property. They broke her property just simply for Took being a conservative. And they don't even know I'm a conservative. They maced everybody here. They maced everybody here. Huh? I would. They're not going to come because they know we're here. They want us to fight them. Did you hear that? Uh, They're not going to come because they want us to fight them. UC Davis campus police were uh, wanting these leftists to bust conservative heads. They wanted the fight to break out. And a brawl did break out. The brawl that ensued allegedly involved 100 people and began, according to Talking Point USA's field team, when Antifa began provoking people trying to enter the venue. In a statement, UC Davis noted, there had been reports of Antifa supporters involved in the fighting and pepper spraying, and that members of the pugnacious men's group Proud Boys may be also on the scene. Oh, so I see Antifa. Oh, they're they're there. Yes, uh, reports of... uh, of the, they they might be there, those, those sweet little darlings, but the pugnacious men's group. The Proud Boys could be there, too. How much you want to bet Proud Boys weren't there? One young female conservative was pepper sprayed by leftist agitators. You guys heard that young lady. UC Davis also indicated that some in the crowd used barricades to beat on the glass of UC Davis Conference Center, where about 30 people were inside waiting to go into the event. Student affairs staff reportedly determined the chaos outside presented sufficient danger to warrant shutting down the event. Well, wait a minute. The cops said that it all de-escalated on its own. Oh, but we got to cancel the event. It's so raucous, we got to cancel the event. Really? The UC Davis Talking Points USA chapter ultimately agreed, later stating, rather than risk any further escalation of violence, our Talking Points USA chapter leadership decided to cancel the event when it became apparent Campus PD was unable to disperse the violent agitators outside while also keeping our students safe inside. Well, because it looks like the police weren't about keeping certain students safe. The former acting director of national intelligence, Richard Grinnell, calling out UC Davis Chancellor Gary May, suggesting he failed to stand up 
for true diversity on campus after Davis, a black speaker, had been shut down by left-wing radicals. Catherine Brinkley, a UC Davis professor, celebrated the silencing of a black conservative and the leftist attacks on unarmed students, stating she was really proud of our students, faculty and staff, and community who showed up to counter-rally a planned speaking event at UC Davis. Thank you for putting your bodies on the line. UC Davis professors celebrating the silencing of black speakers. Folks, and they're doing more than that. As you saw... And as you heard, they got violent. And this isn't the only case where left-wing administrators on college campuses are encouraging and permitting violence against conservatives. Another well-known conservative and social media influencer had a dust-up very much like this at another university. We'll hear his story next on the Salcedo Storm podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you sick of all these Medicare commercials? Well, what if you're under 65 and need quality, affordable health coverage? American Medical Plan specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero co-pays at the doctor and no deductible on all outpatient services, including surgeries. You pick your doctors and hospitals. There are private plans, enroll anytime, and they are 30 to 60% less than Obamacare. If you're paying too much for your own health insurance, call American Medical Plans. They will customize a plan managed and chosen by you, not the government. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. The establishment media is out of touch with the real things real Texans care about. Real news for real Texans. That's what Texas Scorecard does every day. Learn more and subscribe for free. TexasScorecard.com slash Chris. My next guest, folks, the, the God's honest truth. I'm calling him up trying to arrange for his appearance today on the show. And he's right smack dab in the middle of a left-wing riot <laughs> at Penn State. I swear, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to let him describe what was going on, but let me introduce Alex Stein. He's a comedian, a YouTube influencer, self-avowed cat maximalist, and is the host <laughs> of Conspiracy Castle on Blaze TV. Hey, man. Wow, Chris. Thank you for the introduction. And, dude, when you called me last night, I mean, you know, a lot of times I'm uh, very boisterous or I like to exaggerate the situation. People tell me all the time, Alex, do you get scared in these situations? I was not scared at all. But then once the protest went insane and it got out of control, when I saw the nervousness in the cop's face of them trying to escort us out of the building, I mean, I wasn't necessarily, like, scared, like, you know, I was going to get hurt. I definitely had anxiety. I was definitely, like, not knowing, you know, what was the next move, how do we get out of here. So my experience last night by getting um, – rioted and protested by about a thousand Penn State students is one of the most intense experiences that I've ever you know been a part of in my entire life Chris good grief so well first off what were you doing there at Penn State uh and 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 what was the event about yeah so let me give it a little context so I was speaking at Penn State with a guy named Gavin McInnes and Gavin McInnes is you know he's a very controversial figure He's a friend of mine, but we were both speaking. As a matter of fact, this group, Uncensored America, that put us that that put this event together. Oftentimes, they get like a you know kind of a moderate voice and a conservative voice, and they'll even have debate on campuses. So the reason why they got me and Gavin is, although you know we're friends, we we do have little different opinions on stuff. I'm even more anti-establishment than Gavin, but Gavin is really controversial because indirectly he started the proud boys so right he's the, the co-founder team. he's the co-founder of the yes. proud boys yeah and i've interviewed him uh, several times he's not a racist 
He's not an anarchist. He's not a militant. And, I, and I've interviewed him several times. No, and, Ga- and Gavin's a comedian. And we were going up there to speak. And, we're, and I was opening. I was going to be the first act. I was going to speak for 25 minutes. And he was going to speak for 25 minutes. Then we we're going to do you know, a Q&A from the audience, hoping that we'd get people that didn't agree with us you know, so we can have an open dialogue. Right. None of, none of that happened. These college kids were trying to get the event shut down. So what happened was, is this is the plan. We're going to go there. We knew that uh, in the past, Milo Yiannopoulos had spoken at this university, and that had gotten protested. But the protest was about half the size for Milo than it was for Gavin, because this is the thing. These college kids, they want to have a villain. And, you know, Gavin is just, you know, he's created this villain by the media. So these kids don't even know who to get mad at, but they know that they have anger, that they know that they have angst, and they want to direct it to somebody. And I'm telling you, Chris, what I saw last night makes me very worried about our future. Like, we say that, like, in the conservative movement, like, oh, you know, the future is bleak. But if this is the majority of our college kids at these indoctrination camps, uh, the trajectory that we're headed is very bleak. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. If, you know all these now I know why this transgender uh, agenda is so popular. Now I know why everybody's on some sort of antidepressant because everybody's messed up and mentally insane, Chris. Well, I got to well. First off, I'm going to ask you to, to detail what they were doing, but I want to point out that they won. They they were able to silence free speech in the United States of America, and that's what the Democrat Party is all about. They don't revere the Constitution. They hate the Constitution. They hate others who disagree with them, and they and they will get violent. And, you know, Ted Cruz appears on Whoopi Goldberg's uh, The View, and Whoopi Goldberg has no idea who Antifa is, has no idea who Black Lives Matter is, and all the violence they've been perpetrating on America. She has no idea about left-wing violence. But, folks, it's real, and it's silencing free speech. So tell me what they were doing. You told me they were throwing concrete milkshakes? Yes, yeah, so they had concrete milkshakes. But oh, but real quick, the, the Ted Cruz thing—I really loved how he called, uh, you know, Stacey Abrams out for being an election denier. You know, yeah, I, I forget yeah. who else did he call out? Hillary Clinton for being an election denier in 2016. And then Whoopi goes, "Oh, well, they were right." But if you say 2020 that Joe Biden got 80 million votes instead of 81 million votes, they kick you off YouTube, they kick you off Twitter, they kick you off Instagram. So it's insane how you can't even call out the hypocrisy on the left. But but back to the event. So so these kids. This is the problem, too. At these protests, and, you know, you can say that it may have happened on January 6th. It's, it's a riot. It, it was a riot. You were in the middle of a riot. It's not a protest. Yeah. They were rioting. Yeah, exactly. I want to say pro- it started off as a protest, but then it became a riot. But what happened was is, is somebody did spray uh, tear gas. And, you know, and this is all on video. The person spraying tear, tear gas is, is a black guy. I mean, not black. Dressed in black. Not a black person, excuse me. But dressed in all black. Covered from their eyes. You can't even see. They have sunglasses in like a mask were just eye holes in, in all black and they're they're spraying bear mace and they're trying to say that that was some sort of right-wing provo- uh, right-wing person that did that it's so clearly a leftist and that's the problem is these agent provocateurs they go there and they make it even worse so that the situation so the, the situation gets out of hand and then subsequently they have to cancel the event because everything goes you know haywire crazy it's absolutely crazy alex stein is our guest folks now he is the conspiracy castle uh, host on Blaze TV. Uh, you know, I was looking at one of the most recent articles on the Blaze that were uh, was about you. You showed up to the State Fair of Texas. <laughs> and folks, this is why the left hates him. This is why the left can't stand what he does. He's showing up there with, with a petition to take Big Tex. For those of you who have never been to the, to the Texas State Fair, Big Tex is this massive, what, 50-foot-tall uh, 
big Texas guy with a big booming voice saying, howdy, folks. Welcome to the Texas State Fair. Anyway, so you're there and you're with, with a petition saying that you want to take him uh, to, what was it, non-binary. You want to make big text non-binary. What, what, kind of, what kind of reaction did you get from the folks, real Texans? <laughs> Well, you know, and we got it. We got a lot of good reactions from folks, to be honest. And so what happens is Big Tex is, like, like you described him very well, I think he's like a 60-foot statue, and he's the mascot of the state fair. And obviously, he's a Big Tex. He's the, the, the caricature of what a Texan man would be. So we had a big sign in a petition asking people, should we transition Big Tex to non-binary or female? And the majority of people looked at us like we were insane, like, what are you talking about? No way. That'd be terrible. <laughs> But this is the thing, and people really enjoyed the video. There is still about 30 or 40 people that were saying, oh, yeah, let me sign your petition. My favorite vaccine is Moderna. My favorite gender is, uh, you know, oh, female. No. So, so, so even though the majority is on our side, it makes me worry because here in Texas, what's going on, and I see Beto, and I see these people that are supporting Beto, who is the biggest idiot, in my opinion. I mean, I think his highest position he held was a city council member. And he keeps on doing these elections. He ran for president. He lost. He didn't have a chance. And the fact that people still support him, it shows you that they don't have a brain cell in their head to rub together, in my opinion. Because in Texas, we have conservative values. We're about the family. We're about, you know, upholding um, uh, the Constitution, about basically the basic stuff that Americans, you know, uh, our freedom, our right to do and just live and prosper. But now all of that is being affected by these liberals that are moving here from California, and they're really making Texas blue. And that is kind of scary, in my opinion. Chris, what do you think about that? Are you seeing the change in Texas? Have you noticed that, in your opinion? Well, actually, I actually have looked into this. And by the way, it's easy to forget that Robert Francis Beta O'Rourke was actually a congressman because he didn't do anything good for the country. So it's, it's Wait, he was a congressman? I didn't even realize that he, he was in Congress. Uh, I, I'm such an idiot. I didn't even well, know no, 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 no. Hey, congressman. That dude, that dude is utterly forgettable because, again, he did nothing positive for the United States of America. He's a magic, dirt-eating, uh, uh, overgrown child who believes he's entitled to power, which, which defines the vast majority of Democrats in, in government. But I, I have looked at those who are fleeing California, looked at those who are fleeing uh, Illinois and New York to come to Texas. The vast majority of them, the vast majority of them are conservative, but it's not to say that there isn't a healthy segment out there who are being sent to set up shop here in Texas to do exactly precisely what you're talking about, which is undermine the, the, the great Texas miracle, which is safety, security, prosperity, which used to be the, the model for all of the United States, but now it's consigned to certain states. The, the, the data and I, shows and that... I really, yeah. Well, I want to say this, because I really see it in Dallas, because now all those tech companies are all in the, you know, the North Texas area, and it's really just getting more and more liberal. As a matter of fact, the, the Dallas City Council, so I, I became... I, how I got you know, well-known is I would go to city council meetings <laughs> and culture jam and act absurd and act like a crazy leftist. Well, now at the Dallas City Council, they're trying to get rid of the public comment portion because they feel that I've hijacked the meetings. But in Dallas, you can only speak once a month. So me speaking 12 times a year at a meeting that they do weekly, it's, it, they're trying to limit free speech in Dallas, Texas, Chris. No. That should be a national news story, in my opinion. And it's just, it's just a sad reality of the world. I, I get it. Heading. And as a matter of fact, you took me right where I wanted to go, because here are some of the headlines written about you. Uh, comedian Alex Stein attends city council meeting in women's swimsuit, claims to be trans up in Plano. I love that one. Uh, Alex Stein 
Do not share. Alex Stein discovered a new internet trick that has brought him fame. It's time to stop feeding this troll, which, and that's, that's what I say. Stop feeding the troll because you're exercising free speech and, and the left can't handle that. And then the last one, meet comedian Alex Stein, a professional troll. This is how they want to, uh, to, to, to demonize and minimize you for basically making fun of them. And these, these people are some of the most humorless individuals on the planet. They can't stand when we laugh at them, can they? No, and, and that's the other thing. is like the people in power, they mock us. They don't care about us. You know, they don't talk about sudden adult death syndrome. They don't talk about, you know, a, a lot of these huge issues that's going on, on in the world, like inflation, people can't afford the groceries at the grocery store. And then Joe Biden will literally invite Dylan Mulvaney, who is a man that transitioned to a female and has been a female, quote-unquote, for 200 days, and gets to go to the White House. Why people are struggling uh, more so, the people are struggling worse now than they have probably in the last six years. And all they care about, these people, are the social issues of abortion and transgender rights. Uh, listen, I, I want to be inclusive. I want to help people. But I also want to be able to afford my, to fill up my car. I want to be able to uh, eat dinner. I want to be able to, you know, live my life without all my money going to my taxes and to go into the Ukraine. So they're mocking us. They don't care. And, and I believe the people on the left actually want to incite us to be upset because they're humorless, so all they can use is anger and, uh, you know, the fear in order to control us. And, and I think the best way to fight back is to mock them back. So I think that's why I've been affected, Chris. You know, CBS News came out a couple weeks ago, and they claimed that uh, all the violence in America is on the right, and they use January 6th as the lone example of how the right is violent but with your experiences and from everything I've been reporting on for years now, I think the individuals who are the humorless, uh, violent, anti-constitutional, anti-freedom folks are the members of the left. Why do you think the, the left-wing press and people like uh, the aforementioned view, why they don't talk about the problems of violence on their own side? Is it, is it willful ignorance or are they just dishonest people? Well, I mean, it's it's projection. I think uh, Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radical, who Barack Obama said it, I believe Hillary Clinton, it, it's, you accuse the other side of doing exactly what you're doing. Yep. You, it's projection. So they know that, that, you know, the summer of George Floyd 2020, that the entire, you know, Portland was on fire, uh, Minnesota was on fire. And, and uh, on top of that, Kamala Harris had a bail fund to bail out the rioters and the protesters. So, and she's the vice president of the United States. But on January 6th, these people that went and walked in the Capitol now, I mean, I'm sure they broke some glass and, you know, it wasn't you know, the best thing in the world. They've weaponized the Department of Justice to go after people that love America definitely more than the people of the Antifa of the 2020. So it, it's just very weird how it, it, they almost, what they do is, it's like in football, they always, if you get a personal foul, it's always the second guy that hits somebody. So it just, it just stinks. We're always the second guy. They instigate it, and then we fight back, and then we're the ones that get in trouble. So they're good, at, they're good at entrapping us like that, in my opinion. That is a great analogy. And you know what? Let's, let's bring up Ted Cruz one more time because, as, as we mentioned, he's on The View. Uh, because he thinks it's important to keep up this line of communication and talk to leftists, even though most of them want to silence us, Right. So he shows up on The View, and some folks on the right are blasting Ted Cruz for showing up on The View. And i got, I got to be honest with you. When I talk to a Democrat or I bring them on, on the program or I get somebody who is uh, a little uh, center-right, who isn't a staunch conservative, who calls himself a Republican or herself a Republican, I get lit up 
uh, by by my viewers or by my listeners. What do you think about this idea of keeping the lines of communications open the way Ted Cruz says what he was trying to do by going on The View? That was one of the greatest things he could do is go on The View to show that they're hypocrisy. But this is what we need to, what people need to realize, too, is that the left wing and the right wing are on the same bird. And basically right now we have a uniparty in that we really, we all need to come together and create a populist movement. I think Donald Trump was one of the best populist presidents, and that's why he resonated so well. But, you know, you have a lot of these Republicans, too, still sending billions of dollars. Impossible, obviously, to be a liberal because, you know, you'd be insane. But now to even be a conservative, you know, they're alienating everybody from both parties, Chris. And, and I hate to say that because that's how I feel as a voter. Uh, obviously, I'm more conservative, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, a lot of these conservatives aren't standing up for American values. There's very few people, a friend of mine, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I feel like, you know, Thomas Massey. There's a few politicians that I think are, you know, helping us in this culture war. But a lot of these people, they didn't stand up for Donald Trump, uh, you know, when Joe Biden got 81 million votes. A lot of these people on the right, once they get in power, they become bought and sold like a typical politician. And that's, that's the biggest problem, though, Chris, is that we're not being run by human beings. We're being run by multinational corporations, corporations that can buy these politicians like Dan Crenshaw with dollars and cents. And that's the problem is that they're literally all on the take with their political action committee. So... Until we get a system where we can stop that, where these politicians don't have to rely on fundraising to do their job, I think we're always going to have a corrupt system where bankers, you know, uh, the military-industrial complex, the pharmaceutical-industrial complex, those are the real people that are running the show, in my opinion. Well, you know, money does rule the world, and, that's, and it's a sad thing. And I think there's a distinction between conservative and Republican. There's a, there, there is no distinction on the left between socialist, communist, and a Democrat. There is no distinction these days. And I think speaking the truth about that, but I will say this, when you're, when you're talking about freedom of speech, when you're talking about the Constitution, I find myself as a staunch conservative who really doesn't have a lot in common policy-wise with Bill Maher, he's saying a lot of things, uh, as, as is a lot of other liberals, traditional liberals, about free speech about keeping this dialogue going, and that's where I was going with this, that, that, that I find myself nodding in agreement more with Bill Maher than I do with the likes of Mitch McConnell. And I think that's terrible, don't you? Oh, my gosh, it's really sad. I think Bill Maher went super viral when he called out, you know, this, this transgender movement. And listen, if you're 18 years old and you want to be trans, that's great. But the idea that they're giving hormone therapy to six-year-olds Gender reassignment surgery to, to children. Bill Maher called out. He said, "Why is it? Why is it? You know, ten out of every hundred kids or something in California, you know, trans, but it's one out of a million in Cleveland, Ohio that yep. you know identifies as trans. So it's the parents. We have a serious issue, and it's obvious. Like it's so obvious. And Bill Maher is just saying, "Hey, there's a big elephant in the room. Why everybody else is ignoring it?" So although I don't agree with him politically. He's just being like, hey, look, this is what's happening. This is the cold, hard facts. Whether you want to accept it or not, this is the reality of the situation. And when people can actually see that, they kind of break out of the fake matrix and they see what's really going on, that's what I try to do is kind of wake people up and realize, listen, we live in a weird world where everybody's trying to you know, use these social issues to control you, like abortion, like transgenderism, and really that only affects a very small portion of our population. But... The fact now that Roe versus Wade got overturned, Chris, that's one of the most beautiful outcomes. This has been a terrible year. It's been the, one of the worst years in recorded American history, in my opinion. But that was 
probably the high spot of the entire year. I'm right, I'm right there with you. And you know, one of my favorite lines from Bill Maher was, was he said, thank goodness my parents didn't poke out my eye and soft my leg when I went through my pirate phase. Um, exactly. exactly. I mean, it's all parents. These parents are using their I kids know. now as, as social media clouds. Right there. I, really, I feel bad for the youth of our country. What you just said, it's, it's, it's 100% correct. They're, they're taking their kids and exposing them to deviance in these, uh, these transvestite uh, clubs uh, the transvestite story hour or the transvestite uh, uh, pole dancing or whatever they're doing, and they're sacrificing the innocence of their children so they can see, look how woke I am, and they're using it as currency, and they're sacrificing their kids to do it, and it's disgusting. Folks, uh, Alex Stein, you can catch him on The Blaze. He is the host of Conspiracy Castle, and where can folks find you on social media, man? Well, I'm all over Twitter, Instagram. If you guys can't find me, you're not looking very hard. But I just want to say I really appreciate you letting me come on and speak. And I'm going to tell you this, guys. You know, we are in a culture war right now, and I I hate that that's a reality. So uh, don't get hurt out there. I'm going to try not to get hurt out there. But it's just, you know, there's more people on our side. Even though the media might be against us, Chris, there's actually more people on our side than uh, I think people realize. Amen to that. Thanks, man. Appreciate you being here. That there puts a wrap on this edition of the Salcedo Storm Podcast. Do me a favor, folks. Do yourselves a favor. Go to two websites. First off, TexasScorecard.com. TexasScorecard.com. All the news that impacts Texas. If it impacts Texas, it will impact the USA. Also, go to ChrisSalcedo.com. There you can figure out how to book me for a speech. Leave me an email. Leave me a voicemail. You can follow the Chris Salcedo shows on AM700 KSEV, the voice of Texas. There's an app for that so you can hear it all over the country. And on Newsmax TV, Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock Eastern until 5. So until we visit again, my friends, remember this. A society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for you and me, we the people. See ya.